You may have noticed some exciting new changes downtown. That's thanks to our hardworking community with help from us at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated. Here at Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, we strive to promote a vibrant downtown environment while preserving the history of our unique architecture. From advising historic building owners on safe and effective development practices to working with City Hall to update regulations that support future growth, Downtown Ashboro Incorporated, growing Ashboro from its roots. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio features local musicians, writers, and storytellers presented as a live event in Asheboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast on WKXR 94.9 FM. This episode was recorded live at the General Wine and Brew just down the road from Asheboro in Seagrove, North Carolina. The General Wine and Brew is a relaxed place to uncork and unwind. Originally built in 1910, Seagrove's General Store has been transformed into a retail wine shop offering wines by the glass or bottle as well as craft beer. The space features a classy rustic bar with a one-of-a-kind bar top, barrel tables, and tractor seat bar stools with a large deck and wooded area outside for seating. Well-mannered pets and children are welcome. Come on down to the General Wine and Brew at 124 West Main Street in Seagrove, North Carolina. Our first guest is Morgan Dorch with her guitarist, Kevin Garland. Morgan and Kevin have played together around Randolph County and the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Morgan now runs Bold Coffee Company in downtown Asheboro, and Kevin is touring with Mikhail Buck Band. They are super excited to be playing together again. turn around I ain't seen a man like you all over town nobody smiles or moves like you do hey baby hey babe I'm looking at you oh honey oh honey don't you see the way you're laughing oh it's getting to me oh honey oh honey seen you before but i sure wouldn't mind getting to know you more let's take a walk by a river travel this land tell me your story i'll show you who i am so don't you dare leave without saying goodbye you got a pair of wings and i'm ready to fly So please keep a dance and spin me around. I'd like to take a stroll with you, show you the town. If you don't mind, baby, give me your hand. Mark today the day our story began. Let's take a walk by a river, travel this land. Tell me your story, I'll show you who I am. So don't you dare leave without saying goodbye. You got a pair of wings and I'm ready to fly. No, baby, no, baby, it's not time to go. When will I ever get you alone? If you don't ask now, oh, what will I do? I'm not ready to leave without knowing you. Let's take a walk by a river, travel this land. Tell 
am. So don't you dare leave without saying goodbye. You got a pair of wings and I'm ready to fly. I said you got a pair of wings and I'm ready to fly. I said you got a pair of wings and I'm ready to fly. Our next guest is Joy Williams. Joy lives in Winston-Salem and has choreographed dance all over North Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Massachusetts, as well as Brazil, Colombia, and Mali. Her leadership roles include directing and leading the dance and arts work at Hope to Thrive, a local nonprofit that inspires hope for all to thrive in health and well-being. She has a master's degree in choreography from UNC Greensboro and divinity from Wake Forest. The task tonight is for me to tell you a story. Um, as though we have just met, which it's not out of the norm, right? Like this is actually us just meeting. So what is one common question that you would ask me if we were sitting down at your table? What do you do? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because the story is, is about that. So Hope to Thrive, the nonprofit. It's a nonprofit that I started as a continuation of my dad's legacy. So my sister looked at me and she said, Joy, let the tears that you are crying water the seeds that he planted in all of us. So I want to tell you a little bit about why I started Hope to Thrive, but more importantly, this incredible roller coaster of a journey that I took with him in the hospital. So Hope to Thrive, we do a lot in the community because my dad did a lot in the community. And that was the only thing that I could really think about was, okay, I'll just mimic everything that he did. He gardened, he fed people, he took people to the pool. I haven't done that with a nonprofit yet, but <laughs> it's coming. But we do all of these things to better the lives of others, and that's the man that he was. So you don't really call a death beautiful, but this one was. You don't really call repeated trauma, uncertainty, or the disappointment from life circumstances beautiful, but you can with this one. When I think of dead and the hospital experience, the number three is powerful for me. And whether or not you believe in miracles, gods, or signs, one finds comfort in what their heart is joined to. And my heart is joined to a God of signs. It was these signs that throughout my time at the hospital that, and really beyond that took my ashes of mourning and made them into my beauty of joy. There's this deep spiritual connection that I make with dad's death. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they guided me in strong ways throughout the roller coaster journey that I experienced in the hospital. There's a 33 difference between dad and me. It was very peculiar that dad was in the hospital for exactly three months. The whole time he was composed, dignified, respected, honor. He was the focus of so many friends, nurses, doctors, energies, and their prayers. At one point, 
his kidney had recovered. We were a month and a half in his hospitalization. It was very surprising that he had been in the hospital longer than the heart procedure that was supposed to take overnight. The doctor had made a mistake. They nicked his heart by mistake. This put him on a journey of life support, possible heart transplantation, but with a kidney that failed, he wasn't gonna qualify for a heart. But then his kidneys recovered. So a month in, I decided we were gonna have a pee party because we needed to celebrate his pee. It finally came. <laughs> and so we did. And it brought nurses and family and doctors together because it was a miracle that no one expected. I ended up fasting three times while he was in the hospital. The last time I fasted, on the third day, I asked God to either heal him or to take him away. My body couldn't take it anymore. I had lost 20 pounds. I was there defending his life day after day. The doctors wanted to pull support and I wouldn't let them. I didn't leave the hospital. My family looked at me and said, Joy, you can't stay. You're getting sick. You have to leave. So then I said, if you take my place, then I will. And so we rotated. He had someone by his side every night and someone by his side every day. On that third day, dad passed. And significantly, on the third day, Jesus rose. Jesus is credited at being 33 when he started his ministry. And guess what? At 33, I found a ministry that called my soul to come out and be with dad by his side as his medical power of attorney. These signs, these numbers, these similarities are proof to me that this experience was written in heaven before it happened on earth. And it's a start of series of miracles and changes that will take many, many changes within hospitals and families and society for which my being is being called to be a part of. This event in the hospital was meant for me to lead. I don't know about experience. I don't know how God works. I don't know how God shows up. I, I, I can't explain that. But what I can explain is that this experience allows me to tell a story about an event of how I can't explain why God makes a death happen and why my dad's death was so beautiful and made me into a different woman. It reminds me of the song, and you might know it, and if you do, sing it with me. Come by here, dear Lord. The song of waiting for that one miracle, for that one hope to happen. Are you familiar with it? Come by here, dear Lord. Come by here. Come by here, dear Lord. Come by here. Come by here, dear Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord, come by 
reminds me of when I'm sitting and I'm waiting and I'm praying and I'm asking and I am pondering, what do I do next? Do I tell the doctor to run another test? Do I read another scripture? Do I call another prayer line? But I am hearing, I'm trying to hear the voice of God and I'm singing because worship, worship makes things happen. And I am running through the different times that I have agonized the words, somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by, do not leave me. That's when I'm praying to God. Do not leave me again. You said that you would never forsake me. You said that you will always be here. So why do I feel so lonely? Why did you leave me? Why did he leave me, God? Why did he leave me to witness his last breath? And when he breathed out, my hands raised up. And I cried out with a broken hallelujah. But I never, never felt so alone in that hospital room as I did as I waited for the Lord to come by. Somebody's dying, Lord, come by here. Somebody's dying, Lord, come by here. Somebody's dying, Lord, come by here. Oh, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Somebody needs you, Lord, come by here. Oh, Lord, come by here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Crash Radio on WKXR 94.9 FM, produced by Rhino Leap Productions.